Hey y'all, I'm your host, Miss Nikki, and I welcome you to Something to Say, where we dig into topics that aren't really discussed in the church, but are felt and experienced in everyday life. God always has something to say to every one of us. What is he saying today? Father God, I come to you tonight, Lord God, giving you honor and giving you glory for who you are. Lord, I thank you for giving me another day to be obedient to your will. I thank you, Lord, for giving me this platform to speak to your people on behalf of you. Lord, you are so good, so full of grace, and so full of mercy. Lord, I thank you for your love and for your faithfulness. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for the listeners under the sound of my voice, Lord. Lord, speak to your people. Father God, I ask that you break off the yokes of bondage. Remove the veil from every eye, Lord God. Father God, I ask that you will open hearts to receive your words of wisdom, Lord. Father God, let those that have ears hear you and not me. Father God, let us see ourselves in your original design. Have your way on this platform which belongs to you. Lord God, we cancel every demonic attack on this podcast. Father God, I plead the blood against every plot and plan of the enemy. Let your will be done, Jesus. Let this word cut through every stronghold, every burden, every depression and oppression, Lord God. Father God, I ask that you make every crooked way straight. Revive your children tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. We're back for another episode, episode 22. And the name of this episode, as you can tell by the title, is Already Like Him. Now... I wanted to speak on this topic because sometimes we go through things in life and we forget who we are. We forget where we came from. We forget God's original design for us. We forget that we are already like him. So I wanted to kind of go through, go back in history, in the word of God, and look at when God has started to explain to us how to be in control because of the, not in control, but how to live in our authority and the power that he had given us from the very beginning. Um, and the reason why I'm talking on this topic is because a lot of us are going through certain things, including myself. We all go through things. You know, this life is not perfect, um, but we can live with God's peace. But through it all, um, God never said that we went and go through trials and that we went and go through tribulations. You know, he's given us dominion. He's given us authority to call those things that are not as though they were. And sometimes we forget that authority. Sometimes we forget that there is an I am on the inside of us, that God has given us the authority to speak to our situation, you know, to speak to mountains and they would move. We forget that, or at least if you can't admit it, or if you don't know that you've forgotten that. I know that I have. And so um, this particular topic, I feel like the Lord blessed me 
and my spirit with, I wanted to share with you guys because I feel like we all can use some encouragement, especially this time of the year. This time of the year, there's a lot of attacks. There's a lot of um, things that the enemy wants to spew out on the saints to hold us back from what God has for us. Um, The promises that he has for us. And not only the promises, but relationship with God. He wants us to drop our relationships with God so that we don't make it where God wants us to make it to. So that we don't walk in... um, you know, the plan that God has for our lives so that we don't share what we've gone through and and be an encouraging spirit to somebody else who needs it, right? He wants to attack us so that we'll give up and we'll drop out of the fight. But the enemy is a liar. And I'm speaking to everybody on this line when I prophesy and say that you will speak to the dry bones. You will get up You will be revived. You will hear this word and it will speak to your spirit. It will breathe new life into you. It will have you move in a direction that God has called you into. Amen. So bear with me. I have a few scriptures to go through. And again, the title is already like him so that you you can kind of hold on to that as I am bringing this all together. Holy Spirit, help me. <laughs> help me to bring this all together for your people. First scripture is uh, Genesis one twenty-seven, And the first half I will be reading in the NLT version. It says, so God created him, human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them. And God is repeating this. The word is repeating this for a reason. Amplify version, Genesis 1, 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image and likeness of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. 28. And God blessed them, granting them certain authority and said to them, be fruitful, multiply and fill the earth and subjugate it, putting it under your power and rule over, dominate is what he meant. The fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and every living thing that moves upon the earth. God had already given us authority and power and everything that we needed to know about dominating the earth and what we needed to dominate. There was nothing more to know. God was teaching Adam and Eve in that moment how to be like him. What they had, what... He had given them authority over. He let them know right there that they were like him. Genesis 2, 19 in the NLT version says, So the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And the man chose a name for each one. So God was watching him. He was watching his son act like him. God knew that because his spirit was on Adam, he would watch Adam call something into each being according to who they were and what was in them. He was speaking life over these animals. He was calling their attributes into action when he named them. 20, he gave names to all the livestock, 
all the birds of the sky and all the wild animals. But still, there was no helper just right for him. Now, I'm going to bring you back to, we're going to come back to why I just explained how Adam was calling life into each animal. He was calling them according to who they were and the characteristics that God had given them, right? Because Adam was, he was kind of special in this. He had a gift to do this. This is what God had given him. He had given him the power and the authority to look at something and to call it what it needed to be. Genesis in the NLT version, chapter 2, 21 to 22. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. Now, God is answering prayer that wasn't even prayed by Adam. He saw a need in Adam. He saw that Adam needed a helper. He saw that he created all these animals, but there were there was nothing to match Adam. And he also, the word, if you go back and read it, the word talks about how God noticed that it wasn't good for man to be alone and that there was no creature that was like him. So the Lord God caused Adam to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord God took one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. 22. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib and he brought her to the man. 23. Here's the scripture that I was talking about. At last, the man exclaimed. The man we're talking about is Adam. This is what he said when God brung him the woman. This one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. I shall, she, excuse me, she will be called woman because she was taken from man. So when we see him name the woman, he explains why he's naming the woman. So now we can imagine that every animal that he named, he named them with a purpose and he named them for a reason he explained why he called the woman woman because she came from him so each animal was named specifically according to why they were created and where they came from right now let's go to genesis chapter 3 20 and adam called his wife's name eve because she was the mother of all living things. He later then called her Eve when he realized that she would be the mother of all living things. So her, he didn't change her name. Woman was who she was because she was bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. But Eve was her name because she would be the mother of all living. Human beings, not living animals, but human beings. So this is a look into how we can call things that we don't see into action, into what we need them to be or what they are, right? Adam understood the assignment. He called his wife what she was to be. We have to call things what they are to be. We know the scriptures speak to your dry bones. Ezekiel 37, 3. And he said to me, son of man, this is Ezekiel talking about what God said to him. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? This is what God is asking Ezekiel. 
And I answered, O Lord God, you know. For again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones. Hear the word of the Lord. God is showing you how to take authority, how to speak those things that are not as though they were. Five, thus says the Lord God to these bones. Behold, I will make breath into you so that you may come to life. I will put sinews on you, make flesh grow back on you, cover you with skin, and I will put breath in you so that you may come alive, and you will know that I am the Lord. 7. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a thundering noise, and behold, a rattling, and the bones came together. Bone to its bone. I prophesy right now that there that God will cause a noise, a thundering and a rattling in your life and that bones will come together bone to its bone. In the mighty name of Jesus. I speak to every dead thing in your life that it will come alive in the mighty name of Jesus. Every hindrance Everything that the enemy tried to steal from you, everything that has died, may it live again in the mighty name of Jesus. Eight, and I looked and behold, there were sinews on the bones and flesh grew and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Nine, then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, son of man. We have to prophesy to the breath also. We have to prophesy to the breath also. And it says, to the breath, says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breath, breathe on these, excuse me, breathe on these slain that they may come alive. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And they came to life and stood up on their feet, an exceedingly great army. I pray that every blessing, every promise, everything that is owed to you, that it will stand up like an army and that it will find you in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, let's keep going because we have a lot of scripture. Where I'm going with this is we're we're already like him. You can start to see how we're already like him, right? He's teaching us how to be like him. He's teaching us how to speak things just like he did. He's teaching us how to call things into existence as he did. The enemy will always try to confuse your mind about who you are. Examine your thoughts. The Bible says, cast down imaginations that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. The reason why we have to cast those things down is because we have the power and authority to make things that aren't as though they were, even if they are bad. The enemy knows this. So we have to examine our thoughts and we have to make sure that we get rid of the thoughts that are no good and that we increase the thoughts of everything that is good for us, everything that is in God's plan and and design for our lives. Let's keep going. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. For the weapons of warfare are not carnal. We're, We're talking about the enemy and how he 
comes against our mind. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Five, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Basic description of what I just said. We have to bring it into captivity. If it's not lining up with the word of God, then it's not for you. It's not you. The enemy will have you totally create something that's just not even there. And even if it is true, whatever the enemy is telling you, it's still a lie. Because he's a liar and he's not capable of telling the truth. That's just what it is. So again, if it's a little bit of truth, if it's all of the truth, I don't care if it's who you are at this moment. It's still not the truth because it's not who God called you to be. Sometimes we are in a lie to get to the truth. And God is the one who brings us out the lie, who brings us out the darkness, who brings us into his marvelous light, who changes who we are so that we can become his truth. Our truth, your truth, and God's truth is not the same. It's not the same because my truth is limited. Your truth is limited. God sees the whole picture. God sees things about you that you could never even imagine. Again, dry bones. But we got to put ourselves in a place of casting down every thought. How do we do that? We have to read our word. Again, if our thoughts aren't lining up with the word of God, if our thoughts are exalting themselves above the word of God, we have to cast them down. How do we know that they're exalting themselves above the word of God? We have to read our word. We have to get in a word. You have to find scriptures that's going to speak to your situation. Now we have it so much more easier than what it used to be before. Before you really had to sit down with a Bible, scroll through it, and really find and dig and study and look. Until they started making new versions. And then they put the Bible on the internet, which was the greatest invention of all time. Because all you have to do is type in a situation for, you know, looking for a scripture, excuse me, pertaining to that situation. And right then and there, you can find a word to stand on. You can find a promise to stand on, to combat those thoughts, to cast them down, standing on that word. It has been made much easier in today's world than what it used to be before. Well, let's go to Matthew 4, 3. During that time, the devil came and said to him, if you are the son of God, and we're talking about Jesus. I'm going to start again. Matthew 4, 3. During that time, the devil came and said to him, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. Remember earlier I said the enemy will always try to confuse your mind about who you are. Right here, he's saying to Jesus, if you are the son of God, he knew who Jesus was. And he understood the power and authority that Jesus had. We have to match this up with what he does to us every single day. How he fights us is this same exact way. He makes you question who you are. But he's also giving you information about who you are. Because he's saying, if you are the son of God, let's let's think about what he's saying. If you are the son of God, then you have the power 
Two, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. So he's telling you who you are. He's not implying, um, he's implying that you, you may, you know, try to confuse you. He's trying to confuse your thoughts of who you are, right? So he's not giving you the confidence to know who you are. He's making you think about what you want and also confusing who you are. This is what he does. This is classic enemy talk. When you examine your thoughts, you'll find that the enemy will always make you second guess who you are while telling you, that's what I just said, while telling you who you are at the same time. Key words in the scripture, if you are the son of God, the enemy knows you. He also knows that because you are like God, that you have the authority to command things to become what we need them to be. You cannot command anything if you have no authority. So we're going to go back to Genesis. Genesis 1.28. And God blessed them, granting them certain authority. The enemy knows that you are blessed. He knows that you have been given authority. But he wants to confuse what you know, to destroy you, to steal from you, and to kill you. He confused the woman in the Garden of Eden and caused her to kill herself and her husband, Adam. They didn't die immediately. No, not that moment. But it caused them to destroy God's original plan for them. Notice I said that the woman, notice I said the woman and not Eve, because her name was woman at the time that the enemy called, that the enemy caused the fall or not caused the fall, but influenced her to fall. So Eve was not named woman until after she ate. When she was given her, her punishment after being given her punishment, that's when Adam named her woman. You see, Adam had the power and authority to name creatures according, creatures and beings according to their purpose. Once he ate of the fruit and gained more knowledge, he also knew she would be the mother of all living. He understood that. He understood what it meant. Genesis 3, 20, KJV. And Adam called his wife. I'm reading it again. And Adam called his wife name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. What God created, he created with seed. Man, cattle, plants, trees, birds, etc. Everything has seed to keep growing, to keep producing forever. It was never meant to end. His purpose was never to create something, to have an end to it. Back to Jesus and Satan. We know that Jesus explained to the enemy that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Matthew 4, 4. Jesus understood that when we were created, when Adam was created, the Lord made body and spirit. So, not only does your body need food to live, by your spirit, but your spirit needs food as well. The word of God is our food. It sustains us. 
It keeps us strong enough to fight temptations, to fight the enemy. The enemy will play on your weak points, your desires to cause you to fall. He can only do this if you aren't aware of your authority, your power, and the word of God. The rule book, the original plan and purpose God has called and created you for. Genesis 2, Amplified Version. 2 verse 7 then the Lord God form that is created the body of man from the dust of the ground and breathe into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living being an individual complete in body and spirit that was God's original thing for us we have to not only eat food But we have to also eat the word of God. This is what helps us to understand when the enemy is attacking us, when we examine our thoughts. This is what helps us to understand how to fight him, how to come against him. Because when you have the power and authority that God has given you, you got to speak to those things that are aggravating. You got to speak to those things that don't seem like they're working out. You got to speak to those things that are coming against you, your family. We got to speak to those things. We got to turn that thing around with, with the words that come out of our mouths. Guys, I really hope that you understood where I was going. I did a lot of repeating scriptures. I wanted to kind of get you to see who Adam was, who God originally, how he originally started this thing out with giving us authority. Jesus put us back into play when Jesus resisted the temptations of the enemy. He put us back into play. Jesus came here knowing exactly who he was, knowing what his plan was. He walked in love, you know, his, his, the whole way of him getting to the cross, the motivation was love for us. Um, It was also grief, mercy, and grace because he understood. He now understood walking through life as a human being. He now understood the place and position that we was in. So no no matter how hard it was, he stuck to the word. He stuck to praying. Even though he was the word in human form, he still modeled out what we needed to do in order to walk in the power and the authority that we have been given. And the enemy knew that. The enemy knew who Jesus was. But again, he tried to play on his thoughts to reroute him, to to make another huge mistake, to keep us from heaven, to keep us from ever joining with our creator, which is God the Father, again. Um, We just have to make sure that we understand who we are and that we are already like him. And if you are already like him, you can use your I am, right? Because we know in Exodus, the Lord tells Moses who he is. We have an I am on the inside of us. Tell the enemy who you are. Let him know that you are the child of a king. Let him know that you are the lender and not the borrower. Let him know that greater 
is in you than he that is in the world. Let the enemy know that no weapon formed against you will prosper and that every tongue that rises against you is already condemned. Let him know that you are redeemed of the Lord. Let the enemy know that you are already like your father. Speak to your situation. Don't let your your situation speak to you. You don't like your job? Speak to it. You don't like where you live? Speak. You got a case that you're fighting and you're innocent? Speak. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. It doesn't matter if we don't see it working. We are already like him. It will work. Keep speaking. You don't see anything moving yet? Prophesy to the breath like the Lord told Ezekiel to do. Speak to the fig tree like Jesus did. The word of God is your model, your playbook. In this playbook, we not only have the power and the authority, we win. And the enemy knows it. He understands more about you than you do. Start asking the Lord, who am I? He'll tell you. Remember I said the enemy will tell you too. What he uses to fight you is usually an indication into who God called you to be. I love you guys and I pray that you understood this message. I hope that it really spoke to your spirit and and that it gave you a new perspective. Until next time, be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to Something to Say, currently airing on Spotify, Podcasts, Anchor, Web Browser, Overcast, Breaker, Pocket Cast, just to name a few. For updates, please follow me on Instagram and TikTok. Both handles are the same. Something to Say Podcast 21. That's S-O-M-E-T-H-I-N-G, the number two, S-A-Y, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-21. This is where you can get info on updates for new uploads. You can also comment, like, and share posts. And for those of you who cannot follow us on Podcast Rooms, the link to our YouTube channel is located in the bio. Please subscribe, comment, like, and share so our message spreads out to more listeners. Inbox me or email me. Something to say podcast 21 at gmail.com please send in dms on topics that you'd like to discuss prayer requests or questions that you might have those of you requesting certain topics can do so anonymously i pray that the words spoken today will take root in your heart and feed your soul until next time be blessed in the name of our lord